We don't have to engage in grand, heroic actions to participate in the process of change. Small acts, when multiplied by millions, can transform the world. By Howard Zinn. Increase is what all men and women are seeking. It's the urge of the formless intelligence within them, seeking fuller expression. All human activities are based on this desire for increase. People are seeking more food, more clothes, better shelter, more luxury, more beauty, more knowledge, more pleasure. Some increase in something, just more in life. By Wallace D. Waddles from the Science of Getting Rich. Welcome back to season ten of the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast. Where we connect the science-based evidence behind social and emotional learning that's finally being taught in our schools today, and emotional intelligence training used in our modern workplaces for improved well-being, achievement, productivity, and results, using what I saw as the missing link: the application of practical neuroscience. I'm Andrea Samadi, an author and an educator with a passion for learning, and launched this podcast five years ago with the goal of bringing all the leading experts together in one place to uncover the most current research that would bring back how the brain learns best by taking us all to new and often unimaginable heights. Which brings us to Chapter Fourteen of Wallace D. Waddles' The Science of Getting Rich, published in 1910, on the impression of increase. This is one of my favorite chapters, and I know that my mentor Bob Proctor loved practicing the impression of increase. Brian Proctor, his son, talked about this on our recent interview, Episode 292, this past summer. Brian covers this topic beautifully in his book "My Father Knew the Secret" in the second last chapter on supporting others. Bob Proctor would practice this principle from chapter fourteen and say to leave everyone you meet with the impression of increase. And I remember when I first began to study this chapter, I wrote in big letters at the top of the page to take the focus off of yourself. And put it on other people. Then I circled in the notes section. Go out and look for an opportunity to help others. Now this seems simple enough, right? We talked about the importance of understanding how givers gain in part one of this study. While I can easily go off on tangents while writing these reviews, I do want to stick to how Wallace D. Waddles wrote about this concept first, and then I'll add in ways that I've seen others implement this idea. Waddles opens up chapter fourteen by saying, "Whether you change your vocation or not, you must direct your present actions to the business you're presently engaged." And he goes on to say that you can get into the business you want by making constructive use of the business you're already established in by doing your work in this certain way. And the next few lines I highlighted, he says, "And in so far as your business consists in dealing with other people, whether directly by telephone or by letter, yes, this book was written in 1910." 
The key thoughts to all your efforts must be to convey to their minds the impression of increase. Remember that there's an order to unlocking the combination for success and wealth in this book, and that's to read chapters 4, 14, and 7 in this order for 90 days. And I'm hoping to complete our review of these three chapters before the holidays here in the U.S., and I'll return in the new year, adding in the final chapters of this book. If you've listened to part one of our review, you've seen the importance of opening up our minds to prosperity thinking, that there's more than enough for all of us, versus poverty consciousness, that there's not enough. And then in part two, we focused on the power of our thoughts, specifically with how to think and act in this certain way to achieve the results that we're talking about here. We gave examples of two distinct types of thinkers, encouraging all of us to open the keyhole in the door or just kick down the door and expand our level of awareness in this process. And today, in part three of our review, we'll explore chapter 14 on the impression of increase and part four will cover chapter seven on gratitude. If we only read these three chapters for 90 days, I can guarantee you'd see incredible change in your daily life. Doing things in this certain way will not only change your day-to-day life, but it will put all of us in the right mindset for an incredible 2024. In the new year, we'll add in the final chapters to bring the complete meaning of this book to life. Putting the impression of increase into action. So how do we take this concept and put it into action in our daily lives? It's all about taking the focus off ourselves and directing it towards others. Since all people seek this increase, if we become someone who inherently gives this to others, we'll become in demand. Waddles tells us to convey the impression of advancement with everything that you do so that all people will receive the impression that you're an advancing person and that you advance all who deal with you. Also give people who you meet socially the thought of increase. Now think of this. What if we were completely unhappy with where we currently are, our work or our lives in some way, and it's really difficult to look outside of ourselves and put the focus on others? Waddle says this is the key to this chapter when he opens up chapter 14 by saying whether you change your vocation or not, you must direct your present actions to the business you're presently engaged. The opening to chapter 14 has helped me through many difficult work and life challenges. It's always easy when you're unhappy with something to think that somewhere else will be better. It possibly might be, since we all seek increase, so don't ignore that feeling of wanting more in life, but to get this increase, we've got to work very hard in our current situation to convey this impression of increase, and this begins with having this mental attitude or living the impression of increase every day. Do everything that we do with the firm conviction that we're an advancing personality and that we're giving advancement to everybody. Do your daily work in this certain way, giving the impression of increase to others with everything that you do.
Don't give up with what you're doing, even if you're tempted to, but find the energy to give and do more in your line of work and watch what happens. If you're a student, study with everything you've got. Study your mind first and then look to see who else you can assist. If you're an athlete, train to perfect your skills. Train your body first, then look to your teammates to see how you can assist them. If you're in sales, work hard to sell more. Fill your own pipeline first and then look to see who else needs your help. Build your own skills first And I've got to tie in what Stanford professor Dr. Andrew Huberman would say on this topic to tie in the science here. He would encourage us to face the initial stage of hard work that involves agitation, stress, and confusion in the beginning for reaching for any new goal. Ask anyone who started from the beginning. This is exactly what they must go through to hit their targets. Think of an athlete here who's got to do the hard training day in and day out to hit their goals. During this process, be sure you're willing to set your goals a bit above what you believe at this time that you can accomplish. Then take the focus off yourself and see who else you can help around you. That's living the impression of increase, starting with yourself first and then helping others to do the same. So here's an activity using the impression of increase. Remember, it takes just small actions to make a huge impact in the world. We don't need to give large gifts. You can, but it's not the size of the deed that matters. Try this activity. Write down the name of three people you know who could use your help in some way and reach out to them for a brainstorming session to see who you know that could help them with where they're going. Ask them, what do you need? How can I help you? And then think of who you know that can help them to get to where they need to go. With every person we interact with, think about how we can assist them in some way. How can we put the impression of increase into action? Some other ideas. I learned these from working directly with Bob Proctor for six years. He undeniably practiced this concept with every person he interacted with. And after watching him do this over the years and reading this book, I noticed that I try to make an effort to live with the impression of increase every day. Here's two tips to keep at the forefront of your mind with every interaction you have with someone to put the impression of increase into practice. Tip number one, give others genuine compliments and point out their accomplishments and efforts. Now, you have to mean this. It can't be false compliments or it will be obvious that you're not being sincere. You must really want to see someone advance and believe and know they can. And when you tell them what you see, it will encourage them to want to strive for more. This is helping others to realize the impression of increase in themselves. Bob Proctor did this with me on episode 66 in our interview. He congratulated me on putting these principles to work in my life, and he pointed out how far I'd come using them. He was right. He watched me go from being a teacher in Toronto to cleaning houses in the United States to eventually living the life that I pretty much designed on paper in the late 90s, 25 years later through many twists and turns. But you know when he said that, I didn't really believe him as I was far off from where I wanted to be at the time that he said that. 
remember thinking, oh, Bob, you've got no idea. The work I'm trying to do with the schools isn't where I want it to be. And our interview was just around the pandemic time around 2020. And it was just around the time that grant funding would end for the work I was doing in the schools for social and emotional learning. But I just smiled and I said, thank you. It took me some time to create praxis with this idea where I finally integrated my beliefs and my behavior and I eventually saw what he saw. It took me a few years after he said that for me to believe what he saw when I thought of how this podcast was able to carry the message for social emotional learning into our schools and reaching more people than I could on my own. It's all a process, but I never did forget that he saw more in me than I saw in myself at first. And tip number two, think of how we can help others with what we know with our resources. Remember how something small can really make a huge impact for someone else? Resources don't always mean something we can buy. Offering someone your time or lending your hand in some way can change the world if you practice this over and over again. At the end of our interview together, Proctor offered something to me that had a tremendous impact on me with this podcast. He offered to send our interview to all of his listeners around the world through his database. And I knew at the moment he said that, that I would expand my reach with our message with Proctor's help. I knew how many countries his message was already reaching. And with his help, so would mine. That's the impression of increase. Waddles would suggest to master this concept first before going on to chapter 12 of getting into the right business, which we'll cover in the new year. Mastering chapters 4, 14, and 7 are keys to the combination to unlock the secret in this book. So why does the impression of increase work according to neuroscience? This is another age-old success principle that I've wondered about over the years. Why does this concept of doing things in this certain way, the impression of increase, bring results time and time again? I had to look and see what Dr. Andrew Huberman would say about this concept. Why would praising someone's effort help to motivate them at the brain level? And it really goes back to understanding the dopamine system in the brain and what it really means. Remember when I said that when Proctor first praised me for the hard work and effort I'd done over the years, I didn't feel it. I said thank you, but in my mind I was far off from the vision of where I wanted to be, so I almost felt like an imposter saying thank you for something I hadn't really done. While I had my vision for making sure social and emotional learning went into all the schools in the world, it wasn't my program that made this happen. But I was involved in this process with this podcast that many educators told me they listened to. Belief is a process. One day, I looked back and I saw what Proctor saw. And I mentioned this with a poem by Stuart Edward White, who explains how aha moments of learning can really change us in part one of the series. He wrote, It's curious how we acquire wisdom. Over and over again, the same truth is thrust under our very noses. Someone points something out to you that you've accomplished offering a compliment. We encounter it in action. We're admonished of it. We read it in the written word. We suffer the experience and we gradually assent to the advice. We say thank you if we see it or not. We approve intellectually the written word 
but nothing happens inside of us. For me, that's exactly how I felt. I felt like an imposter. Proctor's got the wrong person, but I'll just smile and say thank you because he clearly thinks I've actually done something here. Then, one day, some trivial experience or word or encounter stops us short. A gleam of illumination penetrates the depth of our consciousness. We see, and usually it's but a glimpse, but on rare occasions, a brilliant flash reveals truth fully formed. For me, it was when I saw that it didn't need to be my work that went into the schools. The larger publishers did this heavy lifting. But as long as I was part of this momentum of social-emotional learning connected to neuroscience through this podcast, which now sits at the top for those interested in learning more about SEL and neuroscience, this was enough for me. And we marveled that this understanding escaped us for so long. I'm not sure why it took me so long to finally see this. Do you know what I mean? Have you ever heard something you knew was important? Someone gives you the impression of increase with a compliment, but it just didn't click? The same truth is thrust under our very noses until one day some trivial experience or word or encounter stops us short. Why do we see something new in the words we've heard over and over again and we weren't ready to hear them? What is it that makes us finally see a brilliant flash revealing truth fully formed? What is this concept? Well, it happens at the brain level, and it has to do with our belief first. And when the belief is there and we can lean into what we're doing, we'll pass through the gate and get to the focus component. That's from Dr. Andrew Huberman's research. He reminds us that dopamine just doesn't hit when we get a lot of likes on social media. The reward system is entirely internal. Dopamine comes from within. And if we can reward the effort process or create our own internal self-reward system where we acknowledge the hard work we've done to get to where we want to be and think, I'm on the right path, and we reward the effort process and feel joy, we'll put ourselves on the right path to being more focused and productive with an infinite amount of energy to pursue those goals. So to review and conclude part three of our deep dive of Wallace D. Waddles, The Science of Getting Rich, we covered chapter 14 on the impression of increase. Remember, we can convey this impression by holding the unshakable faith that you yourself are in the way of increase, and by letting this faith inspire, fill, and permeate every action. Do everything you can do in the firm conviction that you're an advancing personality and you're giving advancement to everybody. I shared two tips for practicing the impression of increase with everyone we come in contact with. First, give others genuine compliments and point out their accomplishments and efforts. And second, Think of how we can help others with what we know with our resources. If we can put this practice into our daily lives and think of ways to help others, advancing others forward, this will help to advance ourselves in the process. We tied in what happens at the brain level when someone compliments us on our hard work and that belief in ourselves must be present 
in order for us to take this compliment to propel us forward and our own dopamine system that's released when we achieve certain milestones or believe we're on the right path boosts our focus and attention. We can also tie this idea of belief in ourselves back to our six-part review of Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich book, where we opened up with a quote from Grant Cardone, who reminded us, in order to get to the next level of whatever we're doing, we must think and act in a wildly different way than we previously have been. We cannot get to the next phase of a project without a grander mindset, more acceleration, and extra horsepower. That's from Grant Cardone, the author of the 10X Rule. If we can first learn a self-reward system within ourselves or some sort of internal system that helps to keep us moving forward with whatever it is we're doing or working on, this kickstarts our brain chemistry, our dopamine, to work for us and keeps us going. Then we can encourage others to do the same with this impression of increase concept and genuinely lift others up. With belief, each person you touch in this way will move faster and with more energy towards their goals. Imagine a world where everyone supported each other in this way. That's the power of reading The Science of Getting Rich for 90 days, starting with Chapter 4, where we're careful about what we think, speak about, and pray about. Moving on to Chapter 14, with the impression of increase, that we cover today, making sure we're an advancing person with belief in what we're doing, encouraging this in every person we interact with, and we'll end with Chapter 7 on gratitude that we'll cover next week. I'll be away from the internet this holiday season, so we'll be back in the new year with the conclusion of this review of Wallace D. Waddle's The Science of Getting Rich. I'm wishing all our listeners a healthy, prosperous, and safe new year. And I'll see you next week for part four of this series. If you're enjoying the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast, please don't forget to subscribe so you'll stay up to date with our new episodes. While you're there, please feel free to give us a review or a five-star rating as it helps others find us. For more information on our programs, books, and tools for schools and the workplace, visit us at www.achieveit360.com. 